simply whispers I say yes Lord I want to be at that place I'm not sure I'm there yet but that's where I want to be we were talking about Sunday night after church some of us that were a little bit here after the rest of them I said we well, need one of those um, how did we put it Sister Carol rip snorters you ever seen one of them when the power of God just begins to move and we begin to sense that everything is going to be absolutely okay? Yeah. Yeah. 
He's here tonight, church. All you got to do is let go and let him have his way. Holy Spirit, do what you want to do right now. We step out of your way. Father, we step out of your way. singing that song and I said well you've been listening to the Lord again she said you want me to sing it and I said please breathe on us Holy Spirit breath of heaven breathe on us right now in this house Lord the only thing that matters is your presence is your presence let your glory show forth Lord let your holy fire fall on a people that are hungry on a people that have come to experience you
say in his word draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you all we've got to do is take the first step we're not prodigals but I'm reminded of that father and the prodigal son who had been looking and looking and looking but he saw that boy coming a long way off. And the Bible says, Jesus said, he ran to meet that son. His son made the, he made the step. He was in the pig pen, feeding the hogs, starving to death. He said, look, I need, all I need to do, he, he came to himself. Church, he came to himself. He said, look, my father's servants get it, got way better than I got. I just go back home and say, look, Dad, I'm sorry. I messed up. I disgraced your name. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Please let me be one of your hired hands. But you know what? The father let him say that. And then the father said, go get the best robe. Go get a ring and put on his finger. Go get the sandals and put on his feet. My son. Church, that's all God's looking for for us. We're not prodigals necessarily, but y'all, we've got to do is say, God, I want you. And he's there. If you're watching tonight or sometime in the future when you see this, God's calling you. God says, you take one step toward me and I will come and meet you where you are. I don't, it doesn't matter to God what you look like. It doesn't matter to God what you've done, how wrong you've been, what all sins you've committed. God already knows them. But he, because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary, forgiveness is yours. Healing is yours. Restoration is yours. All you got to do is say, Lord, I need you. You don't have to be a real fancy long prayer. Just say, God, I need you and I want you right now. And it'll happen. It'll happen. Church, I believe God's ministering to somebody tonight. I hope he's ministering here, but church, he's ministering to somebody. You think you've gone too far. You think you cannot be redeemed. You think God can't care about you. But I am here to tell you that you are wrong. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved.
all you got to say is, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I want you into my life. He'll start on you and he'll start cleaning you up from the inside out. You'll know that you know that you know something's happened deep within your inner man. Father God, I pray right now whoever it is you're talking to and it may be more than one Father I hope it's several Father God help them to see the truth Holy Spirit help them to see how much you love them help them to understand how much you care about them help them to understand Father God that you want to reconcile them to you and that they, if they'll just make that step towards you you'll run to meet them Lord, I thank you for it. Father, we give you praise for the lives that you're touching. Lord, it's not us. It's nothing about us. It's all about you and your Holy Spirit and the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I think we got something going on. Hmm. There is nothing like the power of the Holy Spirit anointed singing and anointed praying. I talked to the doctor today when saw my primary care physician and got good news, which is always good, that some of the stuff I'm doing is better now is actually working <laughs> uh, I was I was kind of sweating it I'll just be honest with you but uh, the things that I've learned and understood and trying to put into practice is it easy no yeah well choose your heart is correct but by the help and the grace of God And a, I'll put a plug for it, maybe not, not, may not ought to, but for a keto cooking wife. <laughs> it helps, yes. My wife is a very real part of that. But I thought about something, and I don't know if my wife noticed or not. By the time I sat down back there, both of my calves started cramping again. She's, see, she's a wife. She saw. She knew what was going on. But you know what? And it's only on Wednesdays. And generally it's just my left one. It started, and in this one, now I'm going, no, we're not having this business. You're not stopping this right here. Amen? It's healed. Amen. Devil's got to take his dirty, filthy, sinful hands off of this child of God. That's right. And you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Do you hear what I said? Yes, sir. Satan has got to take his hands off of God's children. Yeah. We are off limits to him. Yeah. 
It doesn't mean he's not going to try, but the only way he can try to get to us is maybe, you know, outside influences, outside something or else, something we see or hear. But I'm telling you what, church, he has no right over the blood-bought child of God. There is nothing that he is entitled to in our life. There is nothing that he is entitled to. He is not entitled to give us fear. He is not entitled to give us doubt. He is not entitled to make us feel bad and, and worry about what's going on. That is not from God. That's right. Amen. It has nothing to do with the, with the scripture I have in mind, but this is what I sense right now. We need to get a hold of this, church. We are the blood-bought church of the Lord Jesus Christ. By His stripes, I am healed. By His blood, I am saved. By His life that He gives me, I am redeemed. I am a child of God, and I live the righteousness I have is not my own. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm ready to go to war. Somebody want to go with me? It's time to tell the devil, you've had enough of your playing games and you've had enough of your nonsense. Out of here, boy, we don't need you anymore. Amen. We didn't need you in the first place and we sure don't need you now. God help us tonight to get a hold of this. I'm going to preach like there's 400 people in this church and we're going to, get, we're going to, have, we're going to have church. It is time, church, we're getting ready to start a new chapter in our existence as a church. And I believe God is trying to get us to get in, get with the program, get off of our blessed assurance, as some have put it this way, and let's get in God's program and get on His page and begin to do it His way. And everybody getting in and doing what they know to do and what they can do. Makes no difference whether it seems little or small, whether it seems significant or not. That is not the point. Mm. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's good, Sister Lynn. He will not fail. He no, you're right. He cannot fail. It's not the fact he will not. He cannot. Sister Lynn is telling us right. He cannot fail. He's God. All power, all authority, all dominion belongs to the Lord God Almighty, our Heavenly Father. 
The Bible says, Paul says, we are heirs with Christ. We are heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Whatever God has given Jesus, God has given the church and expects the church to get it, apply it to their lives every day and walk in this world and let's turn the world of the Lone Grove. Let's turn the world of Ardmore and Carter County up on its ear that they see the power of God. Not of us. Paul said my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and the power. The same power that the the Bible talks about in Acts chapter 2 and Joel chapter 2. This dynamite power. Now, I don't know a lot about dynamite, except I think if you take a big enough stick, it'll blow a hole in pretty much anything. Yeah. I, think you, I think you can actually cut the thing in half or quarters and, you know, you get a little bit smaller explosion. But at least once you set that thing, you realize, church, just now, don't know me, Sister Carol. Once you light that fuse, there is nothing left but the big bang. God light our fuse. God light this stick of dynamite for your honor and for your glory. Let's cause the devil some heartaches. Let's cause the devil some headaches. Let's steal and let's retrieve those that he has captive. Jesus said, I am come to set the captive free. God does not have captives. God does not have a captive. He does not hold you and I hostage. The enemy will. It doesn't matter what he uses. Alcohol, drugs, illicit affairs, pornography, gambling. And if if you're addicted to that, I'm not saying gambling is necessarily bad in of itself, but I think there's better places you can spend your money or lose your money if you want to get rid of it that quick. There's all kinds of ways that our people are bound. There's all kinds of bondages. There's there's depression. There is oppression. There is fear. We watched the enemy pull that card a couple of years ago. We're walking around in fear. Don't breathe on me. God helped the church to get to the place like the Apostle Peter says he was, that walking down the street, his shadow falling on people fell, and they were healed of their diseases. Church, it is our privilege to be the children of God. It is our privilege to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. It is our privilege and it's our calling to be the sons and the daughters of the Most High God. And it's not just an exclusive little club. Oh, just us four and no more. We'll be fine. No, you won't. God called us to this so that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. Well, I can't go to Africa. No, but you got people that we've got pictures of on this back wall of this church that are going. I'm going to put my wife's going to love this one. We need to support these our missions as wholeheartedly. We need to get in and maybe even give sacrificially. Yep. Missions is extremely, 
extremely important. These people go and they study the, hopefully they can kind of, I don't do the study of the culture before you get there, you just learn it as just, just on the run. Yes and yes. yes, and yes. She, she knows, she's been there. You know? How many of us though, we've got cultures right around us that we may not totally understand. But you know what? That does not make any difference. God is still God. His word is still true. And his word covers every culture under the sun. God, light the match. Holy fire fall. And it's got to fall on the church first. It has to fall on the church first. I am so glad. Woke up two o'clock Monday night. Monday, well, Monday, Tuesday morning. No, Monday morning. I went to bed Sunday night. Had, I don't know if, I don't think it was always altogether the Lord. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I have the absolute stupidest dreams on the planet. There's like, I wake up, what in the world is going on? You know, you kind of want to hit your head and say, wait a minute, what's going on up here? I don't need this nonsense. But I couldn't go to sleep. Now, I'm not bragging. Do not, mis- do not misunderstand this. I'm not bragging. But when I get up like that in the middle of the night and I can't go back to sleep, I'll tell you what this boy does. I start praying in the Spirit. And I'm telling you what, the Holy Spirit was, I was praying faster than I could. It was just, you know, I'm sitting there laying in bed next to my wife. But I'm, I'm doing it. Never woke her up. In fact, I told her she was so turned over on her side and I could not even hear her breathe. Went and got my little black light flashlight. And I, she had a little uh, red shirt that has white straps on it. And I got that to where I, I kind of held it in my hand. Where I could just get the light and kind of see. Look to see if I could see any one of those stripes moving. <laughs> I mean, she was that quiet. Oh, and no, 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 no disrespect to my wife, but you usually know when she's sleeping. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. But I'm thinking, but the whole time, I'm praying in the Spirit. I'm praying in the Spirit. God, what have you got? What are you going to do? Lord, you do what you want to do. I don't need to do anything. You know what I'm saying? I just need to let go and say, Holy Spirit, here it is. Go get it. It's yours. It's yours. This church is, is yours, Holy Spirit. This community is yours, Holy Spirit. This big city over here is yours, Holy Spirit. God help us to get do what we need to do and then God help the other churches that believe in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to get and do what they need to do. And we'll turn this world upside down. They'll sit there. These are those that turned the world upside down. No, they didn't. They turned it right side up like God intended for it to be. The devil lied to them so long they thought they were living right side up and the whole time they was walking upside down. Now, that's, I know that doesn't make sense. But why else would they have said, well, these are the people that turn the world upside down. You have upset my little apple cart. Well, your little apple cart probably needed upsetting to start with. 
How many people need to know the love of God? How many people outside these four walls need to know the love of God? All of them. Every last one of them. Joel chapter 2. I will get there. Read the whole chapter when you got time. I'll, I'll give you the cliff notes. I never did see those. I, I heard about them growing up. I think they were something people would get them you know, to do book reports with. You know, the cliff notes. Here's the highlights of the book. Okay, here's the highlights of this chapter. <laughs> chapter 2. The prophet Joel is talking to the children of Israel. The very first parts of this chapter of chapter 2 he talks about here is what you need to be doing. Verse 1 he says, Sound the alarm in Jerusalem, raise the battle cry on my holy mountain. Let everyone tremble in fear because the day of the Lord is upon us. And he begins to talk about these things that are going to happen. He talks about fear gripping people. He's talking about all of these things that are happening, these things that, that are occurring. Verse 12, he calls then the nation of Israel to repentance. Amen. Basically, it comes back to seek my face. Yeah. Seek my face. Call on me. Get rid of your wickedness. Get rid of your, your, your idols. Get rid of all the things that are in, in front of you that are between you and me. It doesn't have to be an idol that you set on shelf somewhere that you bow down to. If it comes between you and your service to God, it's an idol. I want to say it again. Some of you listening by the, to this need to hear this. Some of you that will listen to this need to hear this. Anything that comes between you and your relationship with God is an idol. Yes, it is. Amen. Well, I've got a job. You have a job which is a responsibility, but you don't let your job come between you and the God you serve right. and your relationship with Him. Yeah. I've got a wife. That doesn't come between you and your relationship with God. That's right. I've got children. I've got grandchildren. That does not come between you and your relationship with God. I've got a business that I need to run, and it's 24 hours a day. Then I'm telling you what, son, you've got a problem. You either choose God or you choose the business or you choose to figure out how to get the business put over to the side and focus on God. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying this, but somebody needs to hear it. Calls to repentance. Amen. Verse 12, I want to read this. It's in the New Living. This is why, that is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there is time. There is coming a day, church, when people will not be able to call on the name of God. There is coming a day when the Bible says the trumpet of God shall sound, the dead in Christ will rise first, and those who are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with Him. 
I'm absolutely convinced in my heart that the day of the rapture of the church, the catching of the church out of this planet, they will tear the doors off of a church and come running down to these altars screaming and crying and begging God to, for repentance. I don't plan on being here, to be honest with you. I don't believe that's what God called us for. When the bridegroom says, come, this boy, this part of the bride, wants to say, here I am. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your heart. What's he want? A broken and a contrite spirit I will not turn away, or something to that effect. I'm not sure that's exactly how it's written, but that's the paraphrase. Who shall... Ten, who shall ascend to the hill of the most of God? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. You can't have clean hands till you get a pure heart, and you can't have a pure heart till you come to the God of all creation, and you come to his son Jesus and ask for forgiveness. Amen. I'm not mad at you. I can hear my youngest daughter tell me, Dad, every time you preach, you look like you're mad at everybody. I'm not mad at you, but I'm just passionate in my spirit about what God has laid on my heart. Return to the Lord your God, for He is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager, eager to repent and not punish. That's what I said. God's not out to get you. Stop believing that lie of the devil. He's out to get you, all right, to make you part of his family. Yeah, that's it. That's all he wants you for, is to be part of his family, to show you his blessings. Notice what he says. He's mercy, to show you his mercy, to show you his compassion, to show you his unfailing love. The psalmist said, thy loving kindness is better than life. Yes. He is eager to relent and not punish. Calls on for a gathering of the, the, the people of Israel. Verses 16 down through, he talks about restoration. He promises restoration. He said, The pastures will be green, the waters will be flowing, the rain will come. The King James Version makes it kind of, he said the former and the latter rain. Okay, well, the former rain spring and the latter rain's fall. No. <laughs> it's not that way. The former rain is the fall rain, which prepares the soil for the planting of seed. The former rain is the spring rain, which causes that crop to blossom and bud out and produce its fruit. The Jewish calendar, this is, I did not know this. I got to study in this. Um, brother, this, you can blame Brother Rogers for this. 
he, he got talking about this book called Jewish uh, Insights in the New Testament. It's a little bit tiny book. Sister Carol, I forgot I was going to bring it and let you read it. It's a very short book. It's only got three or four chapters. But he talked about Bartimaeus and his robe. And the whole point behind it. There's some other stuff in there that just almost just about as wonderful. But I got to wondering and thinking, okay, Lord, I don't understand all of these things, but I have a little, okay, I'm, let me, refer, let me un emphasize, I have a little understanding of this. The Jewish New Year starts sometime around late September, October. It's a lunar calendar, not like the Gregorian calendar we use. Passover occurs sometime between late April and May. No, I'm sorry, late March and early April. Somewhere in there. Depends on what fate, you know, the moon's in. After the 10th day of the first month of the Jewish calendar, which falls somewhere around September, October, the 10th day, I can't, I got, can't hold this and do 10 fingers. The 10th day of the first month on the Jewish calendar is Yom Kippur. Found out this. That was the only day the high priest went into the Holy of Holies. Okay? He only went in once a year. He went in on Yom Kippur, which is the 10th day of the first month of the Hebrew calendar. Passover, when Jesus, because the reason we got to think about this, okay, was the high priest, my wife and I, we have these Bible discussions, okay, was, was the high priest in the temple when Jesus died in the veil, in the, in the curtain between the, the holy place and the, and the most holy place and the holy place, well, the holy of holies and the holy place, where, was he there? No, probably not, but somebody was. But he wasn't in the holy of holies. Passover occurs between March and April. Jesus ate the Passover meal with his disciples. But what I'm getting at is, church, he says the former rain is the spring rain. The spring rain comes, and I always thought he was putting them together, but the spring rain, which is called the former rain, and I'm going, but Lord, if I'm planting, the former should be with the fall one, <laughs> but it's not. I looked, and trust me, I went and looked this guy because this confused me. But the former rain is the fall rain to get the things prepared. The latter, the, no, the latter rain is, I'm still confused. The latter rain is to, in the fall, which prepares everything for planting and, and it germinating and growing. The former rain is in the springtime. Went right before harvest. Okay? He talks about, in the King James, he says, I will bring you the former rain and the latter rain. What he was saying was, as I go back and read that, everything that has, has its cycle has been interrupted. But I'm going to put it back in order. 
I mean, that's what I see. I mean, am I looking at this? I'm going, okay, Lord. Because you think he's going to do them both together. But I think what he said, he was going to put it all back in the order it was supposed to be in. Paul says, if I can remember to quote it halfway, right? He said, Christ first and then his followers after. He's the first fruits and then we. He's the head. We're the body. He's the brain. What does your head house? Besides your eyes, your ears, and your nose, and your mouth. It hides. It, it, it not. Well, it hides because you can't see it. Brother Lonnie asked me one Sunday, a couple of Sundays ago if I had a brain. I said, yeah, I think so sometimes. Sometimes I'm not sure. <laughs> we were talking about how would we know. Because I get up. I can function. I can talk. Most of, more often than not, I can talk fairly intelligently. Sometimes not. That's me. But how do you know? It, your brain's up here. I can't see your brain. But my brain and your brain controls your body. It controls your breathing. It controls your heart rate. It controls your body temperature. It controls your blood pressure. Provided there's nothing wrong. Everything, if everything's working in right, the brain controls all of that. Jesus, and I do not mean this disrespectfully to him, Jesus is the brain of the church. Yes. We are the eyes. We are the ears. We are the mouth. We are the hands. We are the feet. Yeah. We're all of the parts that we need to be in his body, but he is the head. But he says, I'm going to bring everything into its order. That's what I see. Verse 28. Then after doing all of these things, you go back and read them verses. Nah, I'll tell you which ones. I'll read the whole chapter. You just need to read it. Starting verse 18 through verse 27, this is what God says he's going to do. And then he says, then after doing all those things, I will pour my spirit out upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And on my servants and on my handmaids will I pour out of my spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, pour it out. Holy Spirit fall. Holy Spirit breath of God breathe on us. Breathe on us. Breathe on us. Why? Because that's what he wants. He wants to show himself mighty in our lives. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. It's not over yet. You're not done yet. And Lord, I pray that we, all of us, each one of us here tonight, those that are listening, those that will listen, Father God, that we will listen for your voice. I pray, Father God, that we will be more sensitive to your spirit. I pray, Father God, that lives will be changed because of a church that allows you to be have the Holy Spirit poured out on us in the measure, Father God, that you want to do it.
that Lord God will put our preconceived ideas aside and we'll just say Lord I want to hear your voice Holy Spirit I want to be more sensitive to you than I ever have been in my life so that I might bring honor and glory and praise to the name of the Lord God Almighty who reigns forever and ever Holy Spirit work on us and Lord, don't help us not, once we feel like we got there, help us realize we just got started. We've got to keep going. We've got to keep going. And I pray, Father, that you will just show yourself mighty in this place, that hearts and lives will be touched. And Lord, that people will begin to be drawn into this house, to a church that has allowing the Holy Spirit to move every time He wants to. And Father, I believe that's every time we get together. Father, do it in Jesus' name. They were head bowed and every eye closed. Christians praying. Pray for the lost. Pray for the lost right now. Father, ask you, Lord, just to take what we've said. Lord, help those that have been listening. Lord, those that may listen to this, help them to hear, Lord God, that you are a God of restoration. doesn't matter where we've been. It doesn't matter where we've gone or what we've done that is not pleasing to you. Father, you stand waiting for that one to call out to you and say, God, I need you. God, I need you you everything I've tried has been a mess I've, I've really just messed stuff up bad God if you'll come into my life I'll live for you if you're that person tonight God wants you in his family I am absolutely positively convinced of that as I stand here tonight It can be very simple. It's just simply saying, Jesus, come in to my life. I need you. I want you. And he will. If you mean it with your all of your heart, if you really believe that he died for you, if you believe that he rose for you, that the word of God is true, but I don't know it, you start reading it. It's truth. It shows us who we are. And it shows us who He is, but it also shows us who He wants us to be. All you got to say is, Jesus, come into my life. Save me and make me whole. And He'll do it. Father, I pray for those, Lord, that have heard this tonight. Lord, those that I believe that you're speaking to by your Spirit. Father God, I just pray right now. Lord, I pray the Holy Spirit of freedom over them right now. Every lie that the enemy has told them, shatter them. Everything the enemy has told them, the devil has told them that they can't get right with God, that they've done too bad, that they've been too wrong, that they've lived the wrong kind of life. 
Help them to understand, Holy Spirit, that that's a lie from Satan, that all he wants is to keep them in his bondage and his captivity. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over everyone that the Holy Spirit is talking to tonight. And I tell you, Satan, that in the name of Jesus, they are off limits. We plead the blood of Jesus over them. It doesn't matter that I don't know who they are, but God, you know. Holy Spirit, you know. And I plead the blood of Jesus over those tonight that you're speaking to. Lord, those that will hear this that you're speaking to. And I loose them from the bondage of Satan and from his lies that they come to make Jesus Savior and Lord of their life, that they'll understand that he would rather pardon and forgive. He does not like to punish. He does not. He's not seeking to punish those that are not serving him, but he wants to draw them into his family and restore them to the life that he intended for them to have. God, save lost souls. Heal hurting people. Lord, it makes no difference whether it's physical, mental, emotional. It doesn't matter what the need is. You're the God who heals us as well. I pray for healing for those that need to know that God loves them. God cares about them. And Lord, those that are experiencing physical problems, diseases, bodies not working like they're supposed to, that right now in Jesus' name they feel and experience the healing touch of Jesus Christ on their lives. Father, I pray, Lord, that you continue to stir your church. Help us to draw closer to you. Lord God, may the very cry of our heart, Lord, is to seek the face of our Father. And Lord, to allow to have a greater sensitivity to the Holy Spirit of God in our hearts and in our lives. That we might reach the lost. That we might reach others with the great life-giving gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, Amen. Lord bless you tonight. We appreciate you being here. Uh, The Lord's going with you, so you just keep walking because he's walking with you. Amen. See you all this Sunday.